0: Ba-bum-ba-bum. Hello, everyone.
1: Welcome to You, Meet Them, everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. The majority of this episode with Joe McAdam is about the Kansas City Chiefs' victory or the Buffalo Bills this weekend. Uh, even if you're not a sports fan, you might like it because uh, Joe is a very entertaining man. Then we talk a little bit about his cake article that went up this week on Recommend If You Like. Uh, the link to that is in the podcast description. We also reference an article about bald people. That is in the podcast description. Uh, Also, we talk a little bit about the Red Hat Chili Peppers because it's been in my head for a few weeks. Here's Joe. Have you ever felt this good about a team? (laughs) No, it's no, no, not even close. So I've followed all four games, arguably the greatest weekend of football ever, all four games, and I didn't watch any of it live except except the first quarter of the Packers game, and it felt like a Pop Warner-type blowout. So by the time it actually ended, I was very surprised. And the last 30 seconds into overtime of your game, because I have a child, so I couldn't watch anything until things were settled, right? I can't imagine a more crazy like inside feeling as a fan than the last, I don't know, 20 real-time minutes of the Chiefs-Bills game.
0: Oh yeah, no, I and I've I've rewatched that whatever. Uh, it, it's from the two minute warning to the end of overtime. Mm-hmm. I, they had they had it on YouTube like almost instantly. It's like thirty minutes solid, and uh, I've never I've never seen anything like it. It's never and being able to watch it after I already know the outcome is like. It was instantly like watching a, a, a good movie that you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, I can watch it comfortably now that I know that, you know, Howie Ratner dies at the end or whatever. Spoiler alert for Uncut Gems. How do but you, it was like, oh, it felt great.
1: Does this feel different than the Super Bowl victory or, yeah, d- does that is that? Does it feel any different?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah I guess, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I sat when it was on live and just like I, I couldn't look at my phone because people were texting and I, I had like a stream that was maybe a little late and I was just sitting there. I was I was kind of high and I was just – I was quietly sitting deep, as deep as I could in the couch uh, and I just kind of turned my brain off and that was it. I couldn't, I couldn't experience it beyond that. I was just like I'm just going to have to sit. Is your wife a fan? <laughs> yeah, she was going apeshit. Yeah. Okay.
1: So you have one person sitting there quietly, like the world the is It just the two ending, of us, yeah. And then one person celebrating, like the world is not ending.
0: Oh, she was up and down and up and down, and I was just silent. <laughs> yeah, it was very funny. Um, I guess the
1: closest I've ever come to this would be when the Blackhawks won with like it was like 17 seconds. They scored two goals in 17 seconds in 2013.
0: Oh yeah yeah that it it's like a it's too much stress for I couldn't handle it like my my brain and body didn't know how to handle uh what that was,
1: so I don't know if this is a term, but I'm creating it. I'm a chore fan where I will do chores around the house during the game when I'm stressed out
0: mm, yeah yeah, yeah no i I get that i i've um uh, that was not me last night, but i've I've been there before, yeah, uh
1: I'm just wondering if. This is like a totally stupid sports radio question, but does any part of you feel like this was their Super Bowl?
0: Yeah, I, I think that I mean maybe this is just being stupid now or like inviting uh, disappointment, but like what they'll win the next two games. Who gives a shit? <laughs> like they'll they don't win that and then lose. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's impossible. Well, you were so confident the, yeah.
1: going in, and it was not a it was not like a con- no one ran away with that game.
0: No, I, I was. I, I thought that uh, after the Bills had played like what was widely considered a perfect game of offensive football, they would not be able to uh, do it two weeks in a row. I thought they were gonna they were gonna have a far weaker game than they had the previous week, and then the Chiefs could run away. That's real. I uh, my honest uh, assessment prior, and then I was. Uh, I mean, happily surprised with how it played out. I mean, obviously that was the most entertaining game I've seen in my life. Maybe you also, Uh, you
1: attended the Rams chiefs Monday night football game from a few years back, which was at that time, probably the most exciting football game.
0: Yeah. And that was, I mean, that's these last four years have just been like, keep stacking up the most impressive football game you've ever seen kind of thing.
1: So someone might say the last, I don't know, five to six years have been really great for you personally.
0: I've been having a blast watching television yes <laughs> it's been great I love it I, I I'm trying to keep a level head about it but um man it's been like it watching sports has widely been I don't know it, it's always like a ratio of how much disappointment to uh, I guess being happy about it um and it's usually, for most cities, most teams, most whatever, the unhappy part is, like, minimum 50, but probably it could be as high as 99. What do you mean? Like, I, I don't know. I, it, it, you're going to – even when you win, you can still be bummed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I've, I've had plenty of seasons of being a sports fan where it's like, oh, this is a complete letdown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think the, it, it's, it's rare to have – your ratio of feeling good that high. That's and I good. feel extremely high right right now about it.
1: <laughs> well, I'm very happy for you. Final Chiefs related question. Did you see what Andy Reid said to Mahomes right before the last drive?
0: That, the Grim Reaper quote? Yeah.
1: <laughs> come on, that's amazing.
0: That's, I mean, like, in, and you don't, you don't expect, uh, you know, friendly, you know, Andy Reid to, to come out with the coldest shit you've ever heard. But this is the quote.
1: When it's grim, be the grim reaper and go get it.
0: <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> yeah, that was
1: what Andy Reid told his son last year before the Super Bowl. Come and... on.
0: <laughs> Why would you say that? Why would you bring up the, the most upsetting thing I could think of saying when I'm trying to be happy? Why would you say that?
1: I thought it would be when the guy killed himself in the Chiefs locker room.
0: All right. There, <laughs> you, you just can't let... There would be a nice weekend of football. All the villains lost. We had a fun, uh, you know, exciting game for the Bengals. And then maybe the best quarter of football played in, in history. And then you got to talk about whatever this is. <laughs> whatever. Brady, Brady and Rodgers lost. What a beautiful well, – I wanted everyone Brady to won win. this.
1: I wanted Brady to win because I wanted to see Brady versus Jimmy G.
0: I wanted to. I, I really did. If I was ranking my outcomes of how the season could play out, it's Chiefs beat Bucks in the Super Bowl is my number one.
1: Yeah. So that's. I was rooting for that too, and so that's why I'm a little. I'm not bummed out. I don't care. <laughs> but I. I wanted that to happen.
0: Yeah I, that that would have been that would have been satisfying on a level of like I, I, I'm thinking about these in terms of now. The uh, like the legacy narrative mm-hmm. in sports documentaries for years to come, where it's like, and mom's never beat Brady, and a big, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. you you want him to like send Brady home in the Super Bowl, and then Brady's retired. It's a a narrative arc that works perfectly. It should. I would like it to have happened, but that's that's how it goes.
1: I really wasn't rooting against anyone except Rogers.
0: Yeah, no one likes him.
1: Yeah. Well, this is a given. But now I'm like, oh, yeah, Robbie Gould is the kicker for the Niners. I guess I'm rooting for the Niners because I like him a lot.
0: If you're having, yeah, kicker-based, you know, I guess. Almost
1: everything I root for at this point is like former Bears or Chicago-related, and Jimmy G's from Illinois, and Gould was a Bear. And back to what you write about, uh, maybe the most famous currently bald NFL player. Right. Yeah, it's a Robbie Gold.
0: That's pretty nice.
1: Yeah, and then Caruso on the Bulls is probably like the most, a like unlike LeBron, not not denying his reality of hairline. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, no, I I fully get it. Yeah, Caruso is probably the the number one athlete at the moment representing uh, male pattern baldness.
1: Yeah, but I don't know Robbie Gold. That was a, that was a big kick. Did yeah, Gold but, take the number 1 ball spot.
0: No, it's <laughs> it's it, you, it's just it's just going to be infinitely harder especially for a kicker, especially for and really someone that has to wear a helmet. It's just going to be harder. You, you don't see them all the time. Here's uh, why
1: I here's here's the exceptions to the rule. How many narratives and footage do we see of the 91 Super Bowl and the Bills missing that kick over the last week?
0: Um I don't. Yeah, how much? How much are we going to see? I don't know. A lot. Exactly.
1: Hear me out. If that was Rogers' last game, and Gold is the one that ended it, yeah, there we go.
0: Well, that that that'll put him in um, in a in the bald cannon. Um, I, I would say.
1: All right, that's enough to talk about football. Thank you. I'm very happy for you. It's weird to be like happy for a team that is going to their fourth consecutive AFC championship game.
0: I yeah I I, I understand that uh, you know outside Kansas City fandom for this team is we're we're maybe approaching the getting annoyed by it level. Um, I song. don't know
1: quotes like that from Reed and the amount of villains in the league make it pretty easy to root for you guys.
0: I, I, yeah, I, I think ultimately it's Andy is uh, so likable. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is so likable. Um, and, you know, the, the rest of the team, is, there's fun guys on the team. There's some parts where you're like, ah, I don't feel comfortable rooting for this. But like,
1: <laughs> a lot of guys on the
0: squad. There's a lot of a lot of players <laughs> playing the game. It's a team sport. Uh, I, I, I think that hopefully I just don't want to see uh, the Chiefs turn into the Patriots. I, you know, like, I, I don't think that's in the I do. Cards. I hope
1: Andy Reid becomes Bill Belichick level of success where people just hate him.
0: Man, but, but OK, I think that people hate Bill Belichick because he's not cool and not nice and not like uh, doesn't smile, doesn't say anything interesting. There's a lot of reasons just like this is a weirdo. <laughs> I don't want to I don't feel good about him. I don't like him. I don't, and then the same about Tom Brady. Those are two weirdos. And I think Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are human and people like that. Hopefully. They
1: both have complicated relationships with their family members.
0: Exactly. That's that's relatable. Um, I, I think a lot of people try to uh, say don't root for the Chiefs because of of certain things like people, you know, well, it, mostly online. I don't see any of this on like TV or anything, but like Jackson Mahomes being kind of a dork. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't, people don't. I don't know. I don't really see that as a who cares, but
1: I didn't think we'd be talking about last night's game this much. I'm very, very happy for you. Seriously.
0: I'm the best best day in in football since um, uh, two years ago. Since that that fan was caught uh, eating ass in the Lions parking lot. What Remember was that? that? Was that this year? No, that was like maybe five years ago or something.
1: Oh, So that's pre-COVID.
0: Yeah, that was a pre-COVID uh, parking lot ass eating. Send me the link. Uh, all right. One <laughs> <wanna> included.
1: <laughs> uh, your piece that went up on Recommend if You Like last week. Is wonderful. It's about Cake, the band Cake. We've been talking about this for a while, and you make a really solid argument that they are the best band of the nineties.
0: I, I, you know, it, it. Sometimes you just have to run with a with a gimmick just so people can talk about Cake. I think it's it's obviously a debate. You can argue a number of, of groups. I like them, and I wish that they had more. Uh, you know, they were in the conversation more. I think they aren't because they're they're kind of. Uh, you know they do what they do on their own track and uh, and no one sounds
1: like them yeah but you know it's always them exactly so they have a calling card that's incredibly difficult to rip off
0: and it's it's not yeah we, and we've talked about this, but it's not like a calling card that's as cool as like uh, being a punk band or something. you know what yeah. I mean like yeah, I, yeah. like the Ramones have a calling card and ACDC has a calling card yeah. but like the cake calling card is not as cool.
1: Only after reading it and sitting with it for a few days do I realize. I think the only decent comparison, though I don't like them as much as Cake, is The Doors.
0: Yeah, they have they have the sound that it's like yeah, that's the Doors sound.
1: But unlike the Doors, I don't know how many people picked up a trumpet because of
0: Cake. Um, I was uh, I was a, a trumpet kid, and when really? I was a kid, yeah. I
1: did not know that. Do you still play?
0: No, I have not had one since I was probably like in high school, but I, I was in school band and was a trumpet guy.
1: If I wanted to play the trumpet line from any cake song, how long do you think that would take me?
0: Um, I mean, if I you're no,
1: it, I have no experience playing trumpet. But ju- if am, you're
0: just learning the line, I think you yeah. could probably knock some of these things out uh, in a couple weeks. Okay. Is it easier than playing bass? No. No. Okay. No, bass is bass is for you could you could be yeah like just totally brain dead and play the bass. You
1: no, know, I get that. We'll get to that in a second. Um, there was one part that I won't, as an editor I wanted to note, but I think it would have ruined the flow. And you say that Cake never sold their music to Glee or anything like that, but they did have their song on the as the intro music for a relatively successful NBC show for multiple years.
0: Uh, which they, which that was a record label thing and they didn't like yeah. it.
1: They were on, it was Chuck, but that, but he, but that type <laughs> of show is the type of show
0: that's like perfect for cake fandom. I don't even know. I've never even watched the show, but
1: it's the guy that's currently, he's going to be playing Kurt Warner in the biopic. Awesome. And he's Shazam. And he was at the time like the nerd on TV, even though he's probably got a six pack. You know what I mean? And it was for nerd culture before. Before nerd culture is what it it was before nerdist. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Before it was kind of like it it, it became fully um, uh, disgusting. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Yes. Before the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And like that song fit that show and that intro perfectly. And I think that without that song, we don't have the short circuit, long jacket longevity on modern rock radio.
0: I mean, I I was just at the grocery store two days ago and, and that song came on. Did you feel good about yourself? I did. I felt vindicated.
1: Do you own any Cake records?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I was listening to them in the CD era, so I have all their stuff on CD. Okay.
1: When's the last time you put one on?
0: Um, probably about a month ago. Really? That's why I was. That's why I wanted to write it. Is because I put it on. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> this is great.
1: So there's no like filler. It's not just like they have the distance and then nothing.
0: There's uh, the the problem is is that I don't think they have the perfect album. Mm. Uh, I, I think it's it's a it's a problem of like there's nothing that you put on where you're like there's probably a skipper maybe two um, and I, I don't think they have the 100% perfect album. But if you go deep into their catalog, they will have uh, like I could make a playlist of 30 plus Cake songs.
1: That's amazing. I can't do that at all. Uh, would Frank Sinatra be on that, please? Because to me, that represents the best of cake.
0: Yeah, that would certainly be on there. That's okay. a good one. Okay. Now,
1: they haven't released anything in a very long time, but when I think of them, I still think of them as together. Have you ever seen them live?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, a, a handful of times. They're pretty They're really? pretty fun.
1: Now, you, your piece did not mention this, and I don't want to get sidetracked here, but uh, when you think of them, do you think of King Missile?
0: No, I, I, that, that, that doesn't cross my mind. Really? But it, it's it's fun every once in a while to think of King Missile. <laughs> I do appreciate thinking about King Missile every so often.
1: Well, how many bands were doing something like this?
0: Like King Missile?
1: Well, yeah, because King Missile to me is, is almost the same thing as Cake.
0: That's, I, I would say the... the I guess it's you could say similar. I don't know enough about the King Missile catalog. Okay, um, I know I know the hits. Uh, <laughs> I know the the greatest hits EP from uh, from King Missile, which includes detachable penis. Yes. Uh, the um, Jesus was way cool. Um, uh, uh, sensitive artist. Those are the three hits I know.
1: The fact that you know that many is pretty cool. I know cheesecake truck.
0: Yeah, um, now
1: we're off uh, off my list of stuff I know. <laughs> all right, let's transition uh, to, I guess, peers of both King Missile and Kick. This is the type of stuff that, like, I can't figure out how to write about it, so we just end up talking about it here. Uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers have two of the most successful songs of all time that, if you isolate all four parts, are complete rubbish.
0: Which are, Which are we talking about?
1: Specifically, Give It Away and other side they bookend the 90s cakes decade right yep give it away think you could probably in your head right now either think of the guitar line or the bass line of give it away it's incredibly catchy it's an earworm but just if you isolate that track it's fucking atrocious
0: well why would you isolate it (laughs) (laughs) because if you think of (laughs) that's not how songs work
1: (laughs) well think about long short shirt long jacket like if you the trumpet line it's great that's yes. a great. That's great. Most songs have a thing that's great. It, it that's the earworm that's good. But thou those things sound like guys fucking around, and it makes no sense that would we'll work together as a cohesive song. They're, they're the only band that I could think of that they have multiple examples where it's completely disparate parts, but as a unit, this actually works.
0: Yeah. No. It, uh, maybe they are like the um, like the A team of of uh, '90s alt rock bands. You know. Like a crack squad that's going to, you know, maybe they don't look like they fit together, but they're going to headline Lollapalooza by Hook or Crook or whatever.
1: Well, speaking of Hook, Blues Traveler, Hook, great song, right?
0: Fantastic, right? Good Harmonica song.
1: part, if you isolate that, it's beautiful. John Popper's vocals, uh, isolate that, beautiful. Most every song has these things, and especially when it comes to rock. like It's usually the guitar riff, right? Nothing sounds like For Vershante in the worst possible way.
0: Uh, he's a he's a special guitar player, isn't he? He's a weird dude. <laughs> he's great. Uh,
1: I don't see that's that, that's the end of that. I don't know where to go with that other than this has been in my head and I can't talk to this about anyone <laughs> Uh,
0: no, yeah, I mean, I I have a, I think everyone has a, somewhat of a complicated relationship with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, you do. You think most everyone? I think. I think, I think l- most, literally, everyone on planet Earth, all eight billion people, have a somewhat complicated relationship with RHCp. And What's yours? Mine is is that I was uh, obsessed uh, with um, blood sugar sex magic w- w- in the '90s. I had you know older siblings, so I that was one of the albums that was like, all right, this is the CD that y- that you can that you have access to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that got played tons and tons and tons when I was a little kid. And I loved it. Um, and then the like, what a weird trajectory for a band. would be like, all right, top of the world radio hits all over the place. This record is like this sprawling weirdo, like loose uh, but catchy thing. And then uh, like they're gone for like five years and then they're back and they don't sound anything like they used to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what a weird – and then they come back again and it's like, all right, now we're like uh, a little more – little more wise and a little older <laughs> and they're do- whatever the whatever the one after that was what uh californication after that yep. right in the, in the late 90s yep they, they had the, they had too much all over the place for them to be in the conversation for best 90s band
1: oh yeah for sure but uh, when's the last time you read either Ketus's book or flea's book i've not read either of them oh you're missing out they're not good
0: Oh, is I, I want I want Flea's book to be I I like Flea a lot. Flea's he's, book
1: got a lot of positive press, but I couldn't get to two pair, two chapters. I hated it so much.
0: Was it like is it just like stories of the you know of time in the band kind of thing or kind, what? Kind
1: of sort of the key to this was definitely like the gossip rag version, which I liked. Oh, like the dirt for yeah, but he's but not nearly as entertaining, and he's a horrible person that thinks he's a decent person.
0: What's he done that's so damn bad? <laughs> heroin and destroy relationships and take advantage of women he's okay i i don't know i don't know all the stories i guess (laughs)
1: where fleas is like he thinks he's really smart but he's really at at heart like an idiot that happened to get lucky and loves the lakers
0: yeah man fleas fun as hell Uh, you follow flea on twitter follow flea on twitter he kicks ass i love i (laughs) i love uh just him saying wild shit every once in a while he's great so
1: this is a band where like i don't like any of these individuals as, at all but boy do i keep thinking about these two fucking songs it doesn't make any sense to me why they're successful uh
0: i don't know how to account for it i don't know how to account for the uh the wild success of the red hot chili peppers what what do people love about this band
1: <laughs> are you an alien like um I think the socks on Cox is probably a number one, right? <laughs> at, yeah. First, People love fifty five year olds with socks on their genitals.
0: They're not still doing that, are they? I'm assuming they are. I liked that I think it was at it Woodstock ninety four they uh, had giant light bulb costumes.
1: Yeah.
0: That was a that was a cool look. <laughs> More bands should dress up like gigantic light bulbs. And then they
1: played ninety nine with Vershante is one of their first shows back with John Versante. <laughs>
0: Did did they have? Did they have um, light bulbs on?
1: No, we played naked. Okay, just fully nude. Fully nude. Last band playing. They played fire when they saw the fires erupting.
0: I mean, hey, if you have that song locked and loaded in your back catalog, everyone does. It's
1: Hendrix. It's not. It's not a rip. (laughs) They should have played if they were really cool. They should have played Billy Joel's "We Didn't Start the Fire."
0: That would have been, yeah. I mean, they they could have. I, I'm not. I'm not going to ask too much of this band <laughs> to be on on point like that.
1: <laughs> what are you working on this week?
0: That's really none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't know. I'm not, I, I don't know what's 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 on the plate. You know. What
1: are your plans for? what do you play? Saturday or Sunday?
0: Or are um, they both? Sunday? I think they're. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming Sunday, but I have no idea.
1: Do you plan to stay just you and you and the wife? Will you silently sit and watch them while your wife freaks out?
0: I don't know what I'll, I think to, this was the game that was uh, that was causing a little bit of sweat. And so I was like, I'm, I'm, I wasn't feeling great. I was going to had a cough and I'm like, I'm just going to not see people and stay home. Um, and then this one, this one for the weekend, I'm like, all right, this is it feels like a little looser. I can I can go out and do something. I'll probably cook out and have a, have a little barbecue and watch some watch some football. That's nice. Yeah, can't wait. So It'll you're be great. at
1: Sunday at three p.m.
0: Perfect timing for me so that's to start. Noon. And start, start to cook local- at noon. Yeah.
1: No, no. Your st- the game is at noon for you.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll have to wake up early to get the chicken wings going. Ooh.
1: Do you think it's offensive to Buffalo fans that you're going to eat chicken wings on the Chiefs' big day?
0: It's it, to the victor go the spoils. I can eat Buffalo wings now. I couldn't do it this weekend, but now now it's it's yeah. That's that's totally part part of the deal.
1: Is there anything you want to say to Matt Byrne to make him feel better?
0: I, I already I, I already texted Matt. Um, we we've we've had a discussion. <laughs> I I lo- I told him I love him. I love the Bills. This is going to be a great uh, a great thing going for the next minimum ten years. I can't. Wait. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, nothing great.
1: horrible ever happens in football where this won't happen for ten years. Uh, <laughs> How do you how do you think he feels about this?
0: Um, I think you know, obviously, obviously let down. Yeah, um, but yeah. I, I it, it's the, the exact. It, it feels like the exact same thing that happened to the Chiefs four years ago. Or was it? Yeah, four years ago when they had that game with the uh, with the Patriots, and then it was decided in overtime. And you know what I mean? It's like it's the same game ending basically, and uh, it felt like shit. I know exactly what it felt like. It was a bummer, um, but it's it gets better. <laughs> you, Me, Them,
1: Everybody is produced by me, Brandon Weatherby. We've been doing this since 2008. This is year 15. We have a Patreon account. Please consider donating at you, me, them, everybody.com and in this podcast description. The most recent year of shows is available in iTunes and Spotify. The first 15 years, all 15 years, all 900 plus episodes are available at you, me, them, Follow us on all the social media handles you can think of. It's at sign YMTE. Our art is by Jillian Ron and our music is by Daniel Knox. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful night. I'll hug the places that you've been sleeping. Friends and family, I'll be keeping. Won't